You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 Your Plansman Park time is 8.57 p.m. And you are listening to Orange and True. Uh, took an off week last week, but I'm back hosting you guys tonight. Uh, my name is Ryan Starrett on Twitter at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for... Uh, Star Wars, as in Lego Star Wars, because I downloaded it this week and getting a, a nice dose of nostalgia from uh, the old GameCube days. Uh, sitting across from me through the magic of the internet, it's AU Chief. How's it going, Chief? Oh, God. Do you feel old? Do you feel Jesus. old? Jesus. Right. <laughs> oh, the game, GameCube day. I mean, I, I guess I have nostalgia for the game. Actually, I just totally yeah. skipped the GameCube. I was, I don't know, in high school when the GameCube came out. So. That first Lego Star Wars game was awesome. That's actually my first interaction with Star Wars was through Lego Star Wars. Uh, that's cool. I I um I've never played those games, actually. Um, I I have played like a maybe a demo of some Lego game, um, and I've seen a little bit of gameplay, but never really never been into it. I I've had some on my Steam wish list for years but i've just never pulled the trigger when they're like five dollars because i don't know i don't know but hey at least it's star wars i'm glad you're enjoying yourself I, i'm gonna get that game when it's uh when it's more like twenty dollars i think i'm yeah. not gonna like, pay the 60 so. it's a massive game with all nine movies worth and a lot of extra not, not nine movies no, that's right there's only six movies you're right yeah, Sorry. yeah. Okay. that's correct and then there's just some like fan fiction tacked onto the end. Mm-hmm. Not, the other nice. side of me. Oops. Oh yeah, go ahead. To the other side of me is our uh, special guest tonight. I mean, that actually knows what he's talking about on the show. Sometimes uh, it's Drew Mack here to talk baseball with us. Sometimes let's let's get this clear. Um, just to uh, jump into the video game console talk, um, I. I would be remiss if we're talking about GameCube. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the time that my brother brought a Sega Dreamcast with us to our to the condo uh, that we used to stay at, um, and figured out some way that he could dial uh, dial up internet and play like, and we could search the internet back when that was wow. You can you have yeah. internet access. Um, and so we just kept dialing in, and I kept getting baseball scores. Literally, I was checking NCAA baseball scores um, for the NCAA. On a Sega Dreamcast? Yes, on a Sega Dreamcast. And um, the fury in my dad's face when he got the $400 oh, no. bill from all those calls that we had made. Um, oh, no. we, uh, we had to do a lot of lawns uh, the rest of that <laughs> summer. Uh, so just Ooh. remember when you're piling up that 56 K just make sure you know where that bill's going. Buddy. Yeah. It's mom and dad. 
Yeah, mom and dad. That's exactly where it's going. <laughs> Brian, have you ever experienced dial-up internet? My grandparents used to have it up oh, until yeah. the like early to mid two thousands. Yeah, uh, my that was my, my, that was my only experience with it. My dad actually still ha- we that's what we had at home still after I came to college. Even though my dad's like a a big tech guy, um, way into computers, um, like his business now is doing uh, is IT stuff. He had a line on a free internet dial up, so he just used yeah. that. Uh, and never and didn't switch until he uh, no longer had it anymore. Uh, I think the guy who's getting it from uh, passed away. Maybe I don't remember what was going on with that. Um, but yeah, uh, I can very much crazy. remember back in '98 having Net, uh, Netscape or Net. Yeah, it was Netscape yeah. 3.0. Netscape. And my dad and I had to convince my mom that we wouldn't live on the internet because of recruiting <laughs> information. Um, I can vividly remember figuring out the very first time that I figured out that F5 would refresh a page uh, was during Carnell Williams uh, commitment yeah. uh, to Auburn and going on to the recruiting Eagle, which was pre 24 seven pre rivals, pre any scout, all of them. Uh, it was just an Auburn recruiting webpage and just go in F5, F5, and had that on the on the landline uh, to, <laughs> to do that. So that's that's my that's where I got into all of this. Um, nice. the, the, inter, the interwebs and all that sort of fun stuff. Oh, this is all just a foreign language to me. Sorry, guys. Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> the Dreamcast is one of my favorite systems. I, I didn't have one. My buddy uh, Alan McNew did, and um, Played a ton of NBA Street on that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, 2K football on mm-hmm. a lot of that. It's great, great system. Very good uh, system. Very underrated. Very underrated. It it uh, was short lived. It was a lot very short lived than it should have been. So. Yes, I think ours ended up in the ocean right after that trip. So <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh. Well, let's talk a little bit of Auburn baseball, Drew. That's why we got you here. Uh, let's focus on this past weekend first, and we'll kind of zoom out. Um, it, it's never bad when you take one out of three at Startville, right? I mean, that's no. notoriously a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process Absolutely. was a little frustrating. but that That's the – so I am more tend to lean to the sunshine part of um, of things, especially with baseball, um, just because there are 56 games. So I, I, living up here in Nashville, I have a lot of Tennessee fans that are really living and dying by this Tennessee baseball team who um, last week lost two games and won two games. Uh, so I have to – I'm, I'm, I'm used to reminding them – Long season. You're not going to win them all. Like this isn't football. You're not going to go 14 and 0 and win the College World Series. Never happened. Well, they should be used to that. If you tell them it's like football, then exactly. you don't have to win I don't every know game. Why they're not getting this? Um, it, it, it's been a lot tougher teaching tool uh, than than one would think. Um, but going back to the Auburn Mississippi State series, it's. Auburn did what they had to do, and this is what I said in my article uh, that that came out this morning that you can read on College and Mag. Um, Auburn did what they had to do this past weekend. You can't get swept, whether it's at home, away, neutral site, wherever. Just don't get swept. 
Um, on the road, if you get a win, awesome. You did your job. Um, if you are at home, get two, you did your job. Awesome. If you can get a sweep, even better. That's an extra bonus point down the road. The frustrating part for Auburn fans that want Auburn to make that next step, uh, which I'm, I'm there as well. Um, but the frustrating part is that Auburn took a two run lead into the ninth inning, um, in Starkville for game one and had their closer on the mound. Uh, a big ask of, of Blake Burkhalter to try and get six outs against the defending national champions. I don't care if they were four and eight coming in, their backs are against the wall. They're fighting for their, for their real lives. Um, because five and 10 coming out of this weekend for Mississippi state, that's that's a big ask, especially with them going on the road to Ole Miss this week. So Mississippi State needed those wins a lot more than Auburn did. So six of one, half a dozen of the other. Auburn should have won the series. Um, and, I, and I think that um, if you look at the D1 baseball polls that came out today, uh, Auburn only fell two spots from 17 to 19. Everybody kind of realizes that, that, Nine times out of ten, Auburn's going to get those three outs and get out of that ninth inning without any runs being scored. And, um, and for those that didn't see the end of this game, oh. we walk through that last inning. Sure. It's heartbreaking as it is. Um, Auburn's up to going to the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Burkholder's, Burkholder's in to get the last six outs. Uh, end up giving up a run, loading the bases with a couple walks, and up one with one out at that point. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, Pass ball allows the tying run to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you, you do the thing that makes sense. You intentionally walk somebody, put them on first to set up the double play with just the one out. Uh, but when you do that, you can't walk the next guy. And that's Correct. what happened. No, it, the, the most frustrating part of all of that is that it was Auburn's self-inflicted wounds. Um, there were no hits in the inning. Uh, there was one sacrifice over to get that one out, um, which – at that point, I wouldn't have done if I were Mississippi State. I just let Auburn play it out. Um, but um, the sacrifice over was Auburn's one out uh, in the inning, uh, but four walks in the inning. Or uh, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, I think I'm including doing the uh, including a wild pitch. Yeah, including another intentional walk and a wild pitch, and Mississippi State walks off the field uh, with a win. Um, so it's it. It's absolutely frustrating, and it's a game that really could have sunk Auburn. That's a that's a season sinking kind of game, um, and I think you saw that on Friday uh, in the nine to five loss. Auburn just never seemed to get right. They never seemed they just could never get any traction uh, on offense or on the mound. Defense was just kind of ho hum. Um, and and it felt kind of the same way on Saturday as well, um, with Auburn uh, falling down two to nothing um, in the second inning, um, and and Joseph Gonzalez really doing a great job uh, for the second straight week. Uh, went complete game against Vanderbilt the week before, um, but he uh, Joseph was able to settle down, go eight strong innings, uh, scattering a couple of hits here and there, getting out of trouble um, here and there. Uh, but also not walking anyone, uh, which was huge. Um, 
And then finally in the seventh and eighth inning, Auburn gets a couple of runs in the seventh, gets another run uh, through a pinch hit uh, from Brooks, Carl- Brooks Carlson, uh, who was coming off the bench uh, in, a, in a pinch hit role. Um, it, 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 that was huge. Uh, and then out of that pinch hit spot, Bryson Ware goes to left field for Mike Bellow. Uh, Brooks Carlson was taking the swings for, for Bellow in that position. Um, and then uh, Burke Halter is, uh, ends up walking a guy, uh, which that already got me worried. Um, and then um, is able to get two strikeouts uh, or two outs. Uh, I think a strikeout on, uh, for the second out. Um, runner gets the second on a stolen base, I believe, or a sacrifice over. I can't remember. Um, and then a liner to left field to the brand new guy. Baseball always finds the new guy, uh, in the field. Uh, but Bryson Ware was put in there for defense and he came up with the biggest defensive play of the season so far, uh, pegging, um, the Mississippi state base runner, uh, trying to score from second with the third out third and final out of the game. Um, and Auburn wins a make-or-break style season-style game on the road to to lock up at least one on the road, uh, which which was absolutely huge. It makes sure that Auburn's above 500 uh, as we hit the midpoint of the season. Which, if you would have told me that the last time we talked, I would have. I don't care how it happened. I don't care if we get two sweep if two teams sweep us and then we win the rest of them. Fine, whatever. Um, to be above 500 at this point in the SEC season is massive. It's above anything I could have asked for. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was nice to on, on that game on on Saturday to to breathe that sigh of relief as soon as the game was over. Um, j- just because of how the other two games had gone, you know, um, uh, not just the losses, but the way we lost Thursday night, yep. and then. Um, it, it, it made you, it brought back the good feeling that you had going into the game. Um, and, and as you pointed out, we didn't get swept and, and just, you just got to move on now. <laughs> like that's, yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is one and, and to jump back, if you've gone, if you haven't gone back, please do. Um, uh, because I think they do a really good job, especially this season, but, um, Brad Law and Andy Burcham, just to listen to the the synced up audio uh, clips on the Auburn baseball Twitter, you can hear the relief and the excitement in Andy's voice in that final call. And that's not just because he's been doing Auburn baseball for almost 30 years. That's because he knew exactly how big this game was. Like this is a regular season game. Auburn's not getting a trophy for this win, but this is the kind of building block game that Auburn baseball can take and go on the road to Tennessee, which is coming up in two weeks, go on the road or host Arkansas, which is in three weeks, host Alabama, which is in a month. That's not that far away. Um, And and then you've got one last series. Of course you got South Carolina this weekend, which everybody should be excited about because this is a, this is a series that Auburn should win and Auburn kind of would be do well to sweep. Um, right. You're always, you'd always do well to sweep, but this one would be an extra feather in the back pocket. Um, if Auburn could sweep and the crowd's going to be a big reason why Auburn can get that done. 
um, if they do. Well, a sweep really, I mean, it gets you a game back mm-hmm. that you from losing this one last week. So then it's yes. kind of. It also puts you four up, four above five hundred in the conference as well. Exactly. Senate eight and seven right now, twenty four and twelve in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn's tied for second in the division. I mean, absolutely. That's no. If you had said that uh, they were going to basically split Vandy and Mississippi State in the midseason, uh, you'd be ecstatic about that. Like, take, the the, take the deal. Take the deal, Howard. Um, <laughs> no, basically, a sweep this weekend would um, because you already had a feather in your. You already had two. Plus, you already plus two uh, from Texas A and M and LSU. So you had made up for the Ole Miss game. Uh, one of the Ole Miss games that you dropped. Um, it was number one at the time. It was number one. It, that, that's not a bad thing. It was uh, by that I mean it was a home series that you didn't win. Right. So, um, but you haven't gotten swept this year, which is huge. Um, so the Texas A&M game takes care of that because you're uh, you were on the road and you won that series. The LSU game covers this series because you were on the road at LSU. So now you've got an extra, or you've got you're still plus one because you have done what you're supposed to do for the most part. Now this with South Carolina coming, who is having a, a bit of a rough season. Let's just say. Um, uh, let's call it what it is. At, I believe five and ten in the conference, uh, and just dropping a series. Um, six six of nine in conference, but only one game above five hundred for the season. Eighteen and seventeen. Um, bad. Yeah, no. They which one of those series? But that said, one of those series wins um, on the season was against number one Texas. They're the reason why Old Miss became number one the week before or the week they came to Auburn. Because Texas had lost to South Carolina, so you, you see where where we're going. It's still going to be a huge tough series for Auburn, but it's also a series that they have at home that they have their um, pretty much everybody's back. You're going to have uh, Hayden Mullins coming off of a good rest. You're going to have uh, Trace Bright coming off of good rest. Joseph Gonzalez coming off on an extra day, which can do nothing but help him. Um, He's pitching as well as anybody in the country right now. Uh, right, right now he's Auburn's ace, in my opinion. I love, it. and the reason why he's not pitching on Friday nights is because he said, "I want Sunday. I want the pressure of if we need this win, I want to be that guy." Uh, which, if that's the case, if he says that, by all means, big big man can get it. <laughs> um, so no, he and his two, <laughs> literally a a a dog's hair above two ERA, a two point oh one. Uh, ERA can do whatever he wants um, with that, uh, especially with the, let's see if I can get this right, 30 strikeouts and seven walks on the year. Yeah. Absurd numbers. Yeah. In, in eight appearances. That's, uh, that's averaging less than one walk per appearance. <laughs> dare I say that is uh, Casey Mize, Tanner Burns area. Um <laughs> So, so no, it, it, the pitching staff has been much better than I thought they would be. Um, I, I love what Hayden Mullins has been able to do, and I, I'm so happy for him after a couple of rough seasons with injuries. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just that middle, that game two that Auburn needs to figure out, uh, whether it's Trace Bright just going three or four and then pulling him the moment trouble starts to pop up. 
um, and, and then kind of figuring out those guys behind them. But that, that'll be something for Auburn to figure out for the rest of the season uh, as we continue to go on. Yeah, let's talk about uh, what's going on at the plate right now, and uh, specifically one first baseman, Sonny Deshera. He has been so much fun to watch this year. He, uh, I, I really wish, because when, when we talked, you guys asked me, who, who's the guy that we're going to love? And I, and I went with Blake Rambush, um, just because I, I love... Also having a great year. Also having yeah. a fantastic year. Uh, he got a 373 batting average, had an on-base, I think, I can't remember if it was 91 of the last 92 games that he's played in, he's been on base. Um... And but no, Sonny Deshera has been an absolute thunderbolt uh, for this Auburn baseball team. Um, he's right now, and and again, let me let me say, last week he did not have the week that he wants. Um, I think he only had about three or four hits on the on the weekend and uh, during the the previous week against Samford. Um, just just a rough week for Sonny. He's still batting four nineteen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, gosh, terrible. Um, along with eleven bombs on the year. So, so no, the big first baseman has been. Uh, he's a throwback. I, I can remember saying this is what watching Babe Ruth was like, because he's he's just a big jolly guy that goes up there and just beats the crap out of the ball. Um, and it, it, but the other thing is, is that he is a Watch him on defense. If you if you, he's not just a big bat. Watch him on defense because he has been able to make a lot of athletic plays this season that have saved a lot of runs and gotten some extra outs that Auburn might not have gotten. Um, whether you have somebody else over there, uh, but uh, but no, Sonny has he he's the absolute fun. He's the, he's the fun to watch whenever you go to Plainsman Park and clap along with the song. Yeah, he's a. Uh... His batting line right now, 419, 580, 857. That puts him slow, OPSing at 1437. That sounds so absurd numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he, like in, in, in the major leagues, like if you're OPSing over 1,000, you're uh, probably going to win a beat. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it would be a – I'm pretty sure in a couple of – we should be getting the, the Golden Spikes watch list here pretty soon, um, or at least the quarterfinalist or whatever, however they do it. If Sonny's not on there, uh, it's, it's a travesty, and they should really rethink the award because he has been um, – he has been, an, he's only had three, I mean, if you, okay, you know, what we've been talking about, OPS and batting average and home runs and, you know, doubles and everything like that. And he's got a 987 fielding percentage at first base. That's, been, that's, that's been 217 attempts, it, it, 217 putouts. I'm sorry. He's got three errors in all of that. <laughs> What what do you want from him? Like what? Oh, oh, what oh and by the way, his uh, his batter's eye is pretty solid as well. Twenty strikeouts to thirty seven walks, and you that don't see that. Yeah. That's very that crazy. That he hasn't cussed out an SEC umpire yet <laughs> is a testament to his patience and his will <laughs> as a good person. Because there have been a lot of games, and for both sides, Auburn and the opponent, where I've gone. That they ain't no way. That's a strike. Or that 
two pitches ago, that was a strike. So, so no, that, that he hasn't gotten thrown out of a game is impressive because his batting guy is that good. Not because he's a hot hit or anything like that, nothing of the sort. It's because his batting guy is that good. And he's been able to look at the umpire and go, you sure about that? Um, so no, it, it, it's amazing to me that even when Sonny, uh, like I said, this past week, he didn't really have the weekend that he wanted. It's been amazing to me that the offense has been able to lift up and not just count on Sonny because you can roll him out, um, out of, out of the plate and just have him bash balls. And if he's not doing it, Oh, well, you know, lock it up. It's just not our night, but no, like Rambush case and how Brody Moore has been huge. Cole Foster has been huge. Who had that? Um, Nate LaRue had a great weekend at Texas A&M and it's been able to hit home runs, uh, inter interspersed out. Bobby Pierce has had a big weekend, uh, you know, big games here and there. Mike Bellow that I mentioned before is another name. Uh, Josh Hall before he got injured at, uh, at LSU was having a great season. So, so no, you've got guys stepping up in different spots to pick up the rest of the team. And when they're all going, then you can have an old Miss kind of game where you score 19 runs and everything looks like a beach ball rolling up there. Um, so no, it's, it's getting everybody back on the same page. Um, that, that's part of the reason why Mississippi state was such a tough go this past weekend, just because the offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders like they had been. Um, and, and that's what kind of made it a frustrating weekend overall. Yeah. Well, we're at the halfway point in conference play. So we got five weekend series, couple uh, midweek games uh, in between there. Uh, what does Auburn need to do to lock up a regional host? I mean, they're the kind of borderline right now. You've got so, Tennessee and Arkansas still on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's chances for big wins, but right now, uh, Auburn's the fourth highest ranked SEC team in the poll. Um, and and I kind of lean into D1 baseball. I'm not a big poll baseball poll person just because baseball is so hard to poll. Um, I get it. College basketball, college football, both have polls, so it just makes sense. But um, I kind of look towards D1 for more of like a gauge of where the NCAA is thinking, just because they the NCAA baseball Twitter um, and Instagram tweet out the D1 poll. So that kind of gives me a heads up on what, what they're thinking. Um, right now, Auburn's eight and seven. There are 15 games left. Um, you really can't expect a whole lot from the Tennessee and Arkansas series. Um, if Auburn can get two wins out of those six, I, I'm going to be overjoyed um, just because of how good both of those squads are. Uh, Tennessee is, is only lost one game this past weekend to Alabama. Um, otherwise they're 14 and one. Um, and, took it out on Alabama for the rest of the weekend after that. Um, Arkansas is a little bit more gettable um, and that we're play uh, that Auburn's playing them at home makes me a little bit more hopeful. Outside of that, um, South Carolina, Alabama, and Kentucky, um, two of those series are at home. Uh, the South Carolina and Alabama series uh, with Kentucky on the road. Kentucky's having a rough year, so I, I think that's one Auburn can steal. Um, and if Auburn can hold serve, 
you're talking about uh, six wins there to eight. Uh, that gets you to about 16. Uh, if if we get um, if Auburn's able to get two uh, in between Arkansas and so, Tennessee, so really you're shooting for above 500. You're in a good place, right? Above I, 500 in the SEC. Normally, um, the the thing that we always shot for back when when I was going to the, all the games, if you can get to 16 and 14, that normally this year I think that's going to be good. That's going to be pretty good. Um, if you can steal a series against Tennessee or Arkansas, you're probably looking at a regional host. Um, if you can get to 18, 19 wins in the conference, I think you have locked up a regional host this year. Uh, the SEC is um, Tennessee, Arkansas, and a bunch of everybody else. Um, Georgia's pretty good. Auburn's pretty good. Uh, LSU is okay. Um yeah. And then outside of that, it's just a whole lot of what weekend is it? Uh, there's, so there's six teams between seven and nine wins right now. Yeah. So Georgia, Auburn, A&M, Bama, LSU, and Vandy, all yeah. between that seven and nine range. Yeah. And know that and that Alabama series is going to be a lot tougher than Auburn fans want it to be. Um, uh, the two teams picked last in the division this year. And both teams are going to make Hoover. And I, I don't see any reason why Auburn or Alabama misses out on Hoover, which me and this is going to be one of those years where I think about the SEC is going to get about eight or nine in uh, to the to the dance. So I I think right now as we sit, um, you've got to think Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, and then just draw them out of a hat. Florida probably, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, if Vanderbilt can figure themselves out. Um, yeah, that cutoff kind of looks like Florida, South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State, kind of all mm-hmm. uh, towards the, the bottom of potentially making the, yeah, the tournament. I, I think the only thing right now that we can really count on is that Missouri and Kentucky are, are going to be at home yeah. with I hate that for Nick Mingione at Kentucky because uh, I think this is his last chance but um, but no I, I think that those are the two that you can kind of say probably not going to make it but yeah. Um, but yeah and again the, the, the two last teams in the west are the team that won the national title last year Mississippi State and the team that started conference play number one in the country in Ole Miss and, and they're last right now and both teams have the toughest place to play in the conference think about that as well because a lot of teams have been able Alabama was able to go into Ole Miss and take a series LSU was able to go to Mississippi State and sweep Auburn should have won the series against Mississippi State this is just one of those weird years uh, and I think both Auburn and Alabama are are taking advantage of it right. well you got any other uh, closing thoughts there Drew on the baseball season no, I, I would uh, – anybody in the Auburn-Opelika area, East Alabama, East Central Alabama area, West Georgia area, if you have a chance to go this weekend to watch Auburn play South Carolina, please go do it. Um, the, it's going to be perfect weather. It's going to be low 80s, not a cloudy fantastic sky. weather. Great three days of baseball. Um, if you can just make it to one day, go to one day. Um, because you being there and the guys out there seeing you is huge. Uh, they absolutely love seeing you. Um, 
and and just your voice there to cheer him on it adds a little bit more uh, of the umph. And these are three games that Auburn really needs to have. Um, and just because the next two weeks are going to be so tough. For sure. All right. Well, Drew, thank you for coming on, giving us the lowdown on all things Auburn baseball. Uh, I think we're going to go to a break and then talk gymnastics. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. All right, commercial at 31.29. And as always, if you hear a commercial, great. If you don't, you just hear me talk about the time, even better. Hey, and here's another programming note. Uh, this show might sound like crap because we both tried recording it, but does it on yours, does it say you're recording? Yeah, I'm not getting it. I'm, I'm just not seeing you recording. I'm recording. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, the only thing, like I hit mine and it didn't do anything. I hit it again and then it popped up. Ryan is recording, and all I, the only option I have is to stop recording. So, yeah, don't kick me off. Well, <laughs> all right, let's talk about gymnastics. Okay, uh, you know, just a team that made the final four, the national championship. Um, the thing Auburn teams do now. Uh. Thursday, Auburn was in the national semifinals. Uh, oh, boy. You just uh, froze completely up. Missouri. Uh, yeah, if you guys didn't hear any of that. Actually, I think since I'm the one recording, they probably hear me. And when you guys oh. are talking, they might miss you guys. That'd be – well, we'll find out. Either way. Let us know on Twitter. If you missed if, – yeah, if you missed what I said, Auburn was in the national semifinals with Florida, Missouri, and Michigan – uh, Michigan, the national title winner last year, had a rough go of it, several falls on the bars, uh, and ended up finishing last in the meet. Um, Auburn came out with a really good uh, beam routine and then just blew everybody out on the floor in the second routine uh, with a 49.575. Uh, and again, if you're at a 49.5 pace, you're doing excellent because I get you to 198. Um Several nine nines and better. Uh, I think yeah, Darion had a nine point six seven, some something like that. Um, unfortunately, that was only good enough for second for the uh, it, floor individual for Darion uh, losing out to Trinity Thomas of Florida. Boo, uh, boo, boo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should deduct points for the Gator Chomp. Every time, <laughs> just a total, a whole point should be taken off for that. Started at a nine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, gymnastics is rigged, by the way. I'm just, I've, I've decided it's just rigged. Well, so is every other sport. It's just usually it's Bama getting the call. Yeah, Florida. but, but with Florida. gymnastics, it's like all subjective. I did, what I don't understand is like. There is a process. You have a starting value and deductions, but like, why do we not see score sheets? Sure, exactly. There is no. It, it's it's a hidden ballot or hidden ballot. I don't know. Right. It, it, it's a hidden process that's subjective. But it wouldn't be hard to say, okay, here's the starting value. Here's where I took deductions. That would be pretty easy, right? You would think. Well, if you weren't, if if your sport wasn't rigged, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, Suni Lee did take home a individual national title on Beam. Um, and like I said, uh, Darion Goburn finished up second nationally on floor. Oh. Yeah, just crushed it both times. Yeah, but yeah. What can you do when you're going up against Florida, you know? Um, but with Auburn's excellent floor routine on Thursday, uh, a good vault as well, um, put them in the lead going into the last rotation, played it super safe on the bars. There weren't any falls. I think everybody was in the 9-8 range. Um finishing up on bars. Uh, Florida did end up winning the the meet, but the top two advanced, so Auburn advanced to the national championship on Saturday and didn't have as good of a day there. No. Um, I, I Unfortunately, I was busy um, uh, buying a car, so I didn't watch any of it. And uh, uh, I, I followed along loosely uh in the slack where you guys were talking about it um, yeah. but couldn't, couldn't really even keep up with that so uh <clears throat> i just got the bad news at the end of it yeah it was a slightly the tough start on bars um auburn had to take a couple of you know mid nine eights uh you know darion Suni still over nine nine but uh auburn was second um Sorry, Auburn did well on the bars, started but finished in second after the first routine. Um, but then it was beam where things kind of fell apart. No falls, but a ton of balance checks. Um, and Auburn uh, taking a you know a nine eight uh, area brush and uh, you know nine point seven eight. And at that point, Auburn was uh, in last place and not able to recover the rest of the way. Um, this is where I say, you know, we don't know enough about gymnastics to say that there's a conspiracy, but like it feels like there's conspiracy sometimes, right? <laughs> there's definitely like, conspiracy. Right. Uh, I mean, even the announcers were saying, oh, you know, we, we expected Auburn to score X and Auburn didn't score that, scored lower. Yeah. Like it, I don't think any time during this uh, national finals, Auburn scored better than what any of the announcers expected. So it is what it is. It's always yeah. tougher. It's always tougher in these situations too because you have six judges instead of two like during the regular season, um, or four during the last couple of rounds of the postseason. Um, so a lot more eyes on everything you're doing and everybody around you is doing really well too. Cause it's the top four teams in the country. Right. Um, um, but one team, Florida didn't end up winning, right? Florida. Oh, you, yep. Yeah, and last, I believe after the first rotation, uh, let me check. Let's see. And now Florida was in third after the first rotation. Um, and Oklahoma was in last. Spoiler, the two teams that won, or the, the team that won was Oklahoma, Florida came in second. Um, so both of those teams recovered fairly well. Um, it's interesting. There, there were times this year where I felt like <clears throat> judges were trying not to seem like they were giving SUNY 
good scores because of who she was. So they were like scoring her extra hard at times. I don't know if that happened. But then when Trinity Thomas comes to town, it seems like they just want to give her ten. Ten, so I don't ten city. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't understand the deal. I, I'm sure if one of these weirdo gymnastics fans out there are listening, uh, that uh, they would have some. Well, actually, <laughs> score and you have a, you have to get points for doing this and that. I, I don't care. You, uh, I don't care. Um, Auburn fans don't care. We're we're new money gymnastics fans here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be mad about what we want to be mad about. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, we'll have to say goodbye to a couple seniors: uh, Darion Goburn, Drew Watson, um, Darion. Again, as as new money gymnastics people, we, we we will admit that we didn't watch all the meets over her entire career, right? But I watched all of them this year, and she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, great. Her her uh, her floor routine is is the most fun of any I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it is it, it's great, and uh, her not winning the national championship is uh, a travesty that shall yeah. not be. But. It, it is special that she got to finish her uh, career in the national finals on that stage. Yeah. Um, this team, awesome. A lot of you know freshman talent that'll uh, continue to keep this program in this uh, stratosphere for the next couple of years. Um, Sophia Growth, uh, obviously SUNY. Uh, I think Cassie Stevens is a junior, maybe. She had a she had a pretty good meet Saturday. Um, it's always cool when you have somebody who has a move named after him uh, on that she does on uh, beam. Yeah. But uh, regardless, Auburn didn't score the way they wanted to in this meet. Um, yeah. But it, it did see that they could compete with anybody in the country. Um, you know, set a program high multiple times this year, including that that tie against Florida um, was just an absurd. Uh, insane 198, I think 198.5 um, just blew previous program records out of the water, competed with the best teams in the country, made it to the national finals. Um, couldn't have had more fun doing it either. Yeah. That, that I, Alabama I meet uh, was on par with the best basketball games Auburn Rain has had recently. Um, yeah, it was fun. The, uh, I, I'd like to point out, like, you, from the outside looking in, it may seem as though, oh, well, they they got lucky and got this, you know, SUNY, this gold medalist, and that's the only reason they did it. But I, I mean, we would have had great performances without SUNY scores this year, um, right? Uh, I mean, you know, you you don't know what the scores might be because she did have a lot of she she got tens on at several points in the season, but we still would have had some really good scores and and would have done really well this year without SUNY. And I think that's important to point out because some detractors out there try to sort of play down Auburn's success because we have SUNY. But also I'd like to point out, we got SUNY when she was not like she committed here as an eighth grader. Yeah. Just a, as an eighth <laughs> grader. Really? Uh, well, no, no, I think she was actually a, uh, no, she was like 16. She's junior. Yeah. 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 But she had, 
I mean, she I mean, she'd come in here. Grandma's brother for a right. long, long time. And, and she was, uh, you know, she was trying, she was part of the Olympic system. She was not like a full fledged member. Like it was not a foregone conclusion that she would be in the Olympics this, this last year. At well, that particularly point. if the Olympics had been on time, she may not have made right. it. Right. Right. Um, you know, people, it looked like she, she had won, she had won something. I think she, um, well, she had finished Some junior, like under 16s or something like that. Or, or yeah, she had finished uh, second to um, Simone, Simone in a competition a couple yeah. years ago before she came to Auburn. Yeah, I think that's like and right. at that point, you kind of like, oh, she's she's special. Right. Um, but, you know, it's not as if we were like, all right, let's go out and I guess pay for, a, you know, the all around champion of the world. Uh she came here. Yeah, that's not how it, that it works. Was, she's she's organic. Um, it was lucky in that her coach is our coach's twin brother. Sure. But it, it's still not like it's not like she won the gold medal. And then all of a sudden we we're like, oh, we got to get her and sign her. Um, also, Sophia Growth. Wasn't on that Olympic team, and she was incredible this year as a freshman. Yeah. Um, Darion Goburn, who yeah. has a floor national title was second this year, not an Olympian. Yeah. So, so this is not, this is not, um, luck or, or, or fly by night, you know, being good at it. Like Jeff Grabe has like built something here yep. and, and SUNY is just the cherry on top of, of what he's been building. And I, I don't see any, reason to believe that that's going to slow down like it we seem to be on an upward tra- trajectory at this point um and i have no doubt that he, he'll he'll i mean suny coming here alone really puts us on the map um, sure because she is famous within that world like right um, she brings in other athletes that want to compete with her one is right and it, it train with an olympian and in the same way uh signing mustafa heron in basketball made it the okay for uh, five star guys to visit Auburn and, and actually come to Auburn and sure. sign with Auburn. Um, I mean, this makes it clear that it's okay if you're very talented to sign with Auburn. Um, you don't have to sign with Alabama or uh, UCLA or or Oklahoma or Florida, Oklahoma, Florida, yeah. yeah. And gymnastics more than almost any of the the big sports is. Yeah, impenetrable at the top of like breaking into that top tier. Yeah. Um, if you're not one of those blue bloods and that, those, yeah, those blue bloods are only like eight programs. That's why the new money people can't stand Auburn gymnastics fans on, on the old social media uh, because we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, but I don't care. You can think that all you want. The Gator Chomp in your floor routine is stupid. The Gator Chomp is stupid at all times, but it's especially stupid when it's a part of every single person's. Hang on. I, I do want to amend that comment. There was one time that it was yeah. fantastic. Oh, no, I already stated that. Uh, and Mr. Byram knows that yes. I love Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will say I, the two sports that I'm a season ticket holder for, basketball and gymnastics, the the first season that I bought tickets uh, were Final Four runs in those oh, yeah. respective nice. sports. So, uh, got to figure out what sport I'm going to add next year. 
I hope they don't raise the ticket prices. Don't say football. Don't say football. (laughs) I hope (laughs) they don't raise the ticket prices on me this year. I mean, even if they do, are you talking about for gymnastics or for? Yeah, that that is the only thirty dollars for the whole season. That's true. That is the only sport that I have uh, am a season ticket holder. So you're a gymnastics booster, Chief. Is that right? I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm a one sport guy. Uh, shout out to Golson. He's the uh, season ticket holder for everything else. There you go. All right. Well, it was a great season. A lot of fun. Uh, very excited to see this team again next year. Uh, they they made a gymnastics fan out of me. So uh, yeah, that, I mean, those, the meets are really fun. Again, uh, you'll hear us talk about it more uh, before then. But if you if you get a chance next year, go to a meet. They're fun. Um, yeah. They're they're laid back. They're not as, you know, it, the parking situation is not as like stressful as other sports. Like it's uh, it's it's a yeah, and they're Friday nights too, so they're not as hard to get. They're like usually either seven or eight o'clock on a Friday, a little easier yeah. to get to. Not as much stress if you have to go home late. Yeah, uh, and it uh, ends up being a party because they're normally about Fridays before home basketball games too. So make a weekend out of it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's just baseball season now. <laughs> yeah. While we were recording, Freddie Freeman hit a uh, home run off of you know, uh, to lead off. So super, it sounds about right. Super awesome. Yeah. I mean, the Braves don't win in Dodger Stadium, anyways. So what are you going to do? Ugh. <laughs> Braves uh, need to get it together. It's early. I know. Uh, I mean, they weren't over 500 for most of the season last year. So. Sure. Uh, yeah. Look, Acuna is starting his rehab assignment tomorrow. Yeah, and maybe he only play. does it one day and then he's back, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have a 40-40 season after missing a month. It's, it's fine. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, all, Ozzy and Olsen might end up uh, – uh, well, Ozzy in particular might end up hitting 40 this year. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be great uh, when we're world champions again and we've got uh, three guys that hit 40 home runs each. Right? That's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And then all of our new Braves gear next year is going to be double outlined in gold. Yeah. Is that how that works? There we go. <laughs> all right. All right. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, As always, you can find us at collegeofmagnolia.com. We will see you next week. Keep on cocking.